Hi, I'm Vlad and I'm the co-founder of Textilvania and you're listening to Eastern Europe Exposed, a podcast about startups, founders and investors. In this show, we're looking to shed a bit of light on the Eastern European tech ecosystem and some of its key players. You will hear from technical experts, founders and investors based or doing business in this part of the world. I'm here with uh, Mihai Ranetti, the founder of Cyberstorm. Welcome uh, on the Eastern European Exposed podcast, Mihai. I... So, hi, and hi. Thanks, thanks for inviting me. Thanks for joining. Uh, I'd be curious to, to learn more about uh, Cyberstorm. How was it born? Uh, how does the product work? Uh, uh, how is it uh, necessary in today's world where Cybersecurity and hackers are on everybody's mind. Cyberstorm project uh, was born some years ago, six, seven years ago, when I when I was playing and when I played with Honeypot, lots of Honeypot. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, back then we used software only, so we we used software only Honeypot in order to create a network of of, of deception, basically. Honeypots are a small piece of software which can mimic the behavior of other programs. And in time, we struggled for quite we struggled for, for quite some for, for quite some time to develop them and in, in order to make them as secure as possible. Mm-hmm. They had a very strong vulnerability, especially in the map. They basically, basically, an attacker could uh, identify if a honeypot is indeed uh, a honeypot or a, or, or a real program, actually. And uh, they did that by mapping the RAM, the RAM memory, the, the, by mapping the RAM memory in the end. So we struggled for couples for a couple of years until two years ago when we realized that in order to have a viable honeypot, we need to create our own hardware, and more specifically, we need to create our own CPU in order to achieve this kind of thing. And right now, we are in the middle of uh, we are in the middle of developing this this, this CPU. It will it will man, it will manage basically we we escape some some of the big problems, and in the end we are going to be able to create a perfectly viable hardware honeypot. Uh, the CPU itself has embedded machine learning machine learning algorithms into the hardware, so I think we are we we, we are going to be a, a step further compared compared to our competitors. Right now, the IoT is happening. Everyone is talking about the IoT. We have industrial robots, we have automotive, we have drones, and it's extremely hard to secure all these devices using software. And that's why CPU, we believe, will be much more viable in, the, in our in current and in, in future environment. Got it. And and from what, what I understand, uh, CyberStorm is. Uh, like uh, the the new version of a product you worked on previously, which is called uh, CyberFrog. Uh, how is this uh, helpful in uh, the development of your new product, and and what did you learn in uh, and apply in this new startup? Actually, at yeah, CyberFrog, we try we played only with software honeypots, and we struck and we got stuck in, uh, in the middle of a very specific problem, which is CPU related. We needed to have access. To a certain level, to a certain level of programming, it's called microcode inside the CPU in order to reprogram those 
and no no same manufacturer, no same city manufacturer in the world would give us this kind this kind of know-how. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, we it was the end. After CyberShock failed, yeah, we we got together. But I still remember the, the perfect time. It was two years ago in October, one day in October, and we were drinking a beer, and some and some of us uh, actually asked them, okay guys, so if you are gonna mean actually everything, what's gonna happen if you're gonna put everything in transistors? And one of my technical guys, which has a PhD in computer science, said, yes, yeah, but you need to make a CPU out of that. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, okay, so why why don't you leave it? Basically, it's more like that, let's do it. And right now when uh, we started everything from scratch, we started everything putting on base on paper what we need, what do we need from that CPU, what we, what's our ideal version of a CPU dedicated for cybersecurity. And basically we started from there. We totally ignored in the first in the first phase, we totally ignored the software because we realized that current CPU architectures are 30, 35 years old. And in order to have a viable software, a viable cybersecurity software, we need to have first a viable hardware for that. Okay, got it. And to uh, kind of get you started in this endeavor, I saw you also raised money from uh, a few international investors, among which uh, Tim Draper, who was uh, speaking at Texylvania a couple of years ago. I'm curious, how did you convince him to invest in you guys? And uh, how is it to like work with him and... Uh, like, uh, how, what would you suggest to other founders who are looking to, to raise from international investors like him? Uh, that's a good question. Actually, uh, Tim, Draper, Tim Draper was my 1,214th investor, with whom I've, I've been directly speaking with. I spoke, basically. Wow. And I got, this friend of, I got this friend of mine. He personally knew Tim Draper because he stayed, he was, he stayed in the States for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And he made, then he made me an intro there. And after that intro, in one um, Saturday morning, Tim Draper, I got a reply from that. I got a, I got a reply from Tim Draper asking me why do you need so much money so soon. And I remember that I wrote an email and um, at 10 p.m. in the evening, ring and time, yeah. Yeah, I got a call from Tim Draper saying that, okay, hi, if you want to do that, this I'm interested. And starting from there, start, starting we started, we started, we started from there. Basically, and uh, last year in June, CyberSum was incorporated in the states, and we got that first investment from Kindred. Yeah, you're right. Congrats. Um, and uh, now, after a year, how? Uh, uh, what would you say uh, the process is like to build a, a startup from Eastern Europe, and specifically a, a hardware startup, and uh, also related to this, do you think that uh, building CyberStorm in the U.S. from the start would have been easier? Uh, I would start with your last question. Actually, I believe that building a comp- cybersecurity company in the United States or Israel is going to be much more easier because they have a focus on that. The United States, uh, United States, you have everyone has a focus at least a, a bigger focus on cybersecurity in the states and in Israel, of course. Building a startup in Eastern Europe has some advantages, such as, basic, such as, for example, you can uh, you can have a very sweet, we can have, you can have a very strong R&D comp- component here because research in Romania, research in Eastern Europe is much more cheaper than than in Western Europe, for example. 
Right now we are developing something and it costs us a couple of hundreds of thousands of dollars. But if you are gonna if we build that in Western Europe, we can easily add another zero to zero to that amount. So mm -hmm. it's a big advantage to develop something in Eastern Europe. On the other hand, in Eastern Europe you have we you, the, we have limited access to capital. Building a CPU and building hardware has a very strong um, initial commitment of capital, you need a lot of capital initially. And uh, you don't find, unfortunately, I don't think we can, I don't think we can find this kind of mine, this kind of mine easily in Eastern Europe. And that's why we need to, well, we need to look towards the United States, maybe Israel somehow. So yeah, building a hardware startup in Eastern Europe has these big advantages, but some major disadvantages as well. And for example, I would compare Romania with Israel. In Israel, we have we have there some of the best guys in the world cyber security. So it's very easy. You can have you can hire people easily. Mm -hmm. You have backup from the state from the from the state. It's much more easier to set up a startup there. It's much more easier to fail. In Eastern Europe and Romania, in particular, in particular, if you fail, you are going to have this stigma all over you. Uh, a lot of people don't have, don't do not have a lot of expertise in the hardware, in the hardware department. The research in Romania and Eastern Europe is going towards zero or close to zero. But on the other hand, it's much with the with for for example, a couple of million of dollars, you can do you can do more you can do more you can actually can achieve more things in Eastern Europe than compared with with, with Western Europe. Understood and. Uh... You mentioned that the cost advantage is uh, is an important factor. Uh, what other um, advantages would you say uh, building a company here has besides this pure cost aspect? Uh, from a hardware perspective, I'm not sure there is a big advantage. For example, our researchers are all about 45 years old. Mm -hmm. We cannot find researchers in, we cannot, have, we cannot find PhDs in critical areas such as physics, computer science, or mathematics below that age. Um, on the other hand, we don't have, for example, cybersecurity is quite a complex field, and uh, we don't have a lot of specialists in Romania. Yeah. We don't have a lot of specialists in low-level programming, such as C, assembly, or something like that. Because actually, it's much more easier for them to work in a out in a corporation for a bigger amount of money. Mm -hmm. uh, and there is uh, another thing which is very important: a startup using a venture capital um, funding method. It's a total it's a total counterintuitive uh, uh, situation for for when compared with the with the Eastern European mentality. Basically, we go for the safe side. We tend to go first on the safe side, and second on the let's say risk on development of developing deep technology or high technology. I, I think the, the biggest major advantage is the fact that at this point in time, it's still cheaper to keep people and to develop in Romania mm -hmm. and in Eastern Europe. Way cheaper when compared to states. For example, developing the cheapest CPU in Romania would cost probably at least will cost something. Somewhere between four and five million US dollars. The same chip in Israel would cost twenty million dollars, and the same design, the, the same chip design in Western Europe will start from fourteen million dollars. Okay, got it. And now that you've worked with uh, like US investors, and uh, I assume you also interacted with quite a few 
investors here locally. Uh, what would you say is the difference in terms of mentality? Are, are uh, investors from the US, for example, uh, like more open to these kinds of uh, high risk, high reward startups than uh, the, the investors from here are? Or do they think differently in another aspect? I think there are two major events, two major, two different things, mm -hmm. two major different things. The one thing, for example, in Romania, everyone is looking for the KPIs and the metrics. Basically, if you, if, you, if you are a startup, if you have an idea, unless you have some metrics, unless you have some KPIs, more or less no one would invest. But the problem is, for example, if you are developing something, a new product for a new market, you cannot really use those KPIs, right? Yeah. You need, to, you need to use something else. And for example, that, that's why I think the American VCs are much are more open-minded. Because they can evaluate a little bit. In the end, it depends on the people. If you are crazy enough to develop a CPU for... If you are crazy enough, you are probably, you are probably, get, you are probably get some money from a, a similar crazy guy from the earth. And of course, it's not. It doesn't mean that it's easier to have an American investor. Because then having an American investor have the same... You have the same, you have the same, not, not the problem, but the more or less you have the same um, challenges. You need mm -hmm. to have results, you need to develop, you need to create actually something in the end. But yeah, they are more open-minded towards the risk. You know, in the States, they say that only two things are certain in life, that in fact is. Yeah. Here, there is, there is, there is I, I think here people invest, local investors and East European investors are looking too much at the metrics and the KPIs. And uh, I think they are willing to give you seed money, but they are expecting from you as a startup to have an early stage situation. Got and it. you know, in hardware, for example, when you have research, research takes time, costs a lot of money, and you don't actually know when you are going to get that, that particular result. Mm -hmm. Which is totally fine, for example, in the States, but I don't think in Eastern Europe, I don't think that the Eastern Europe has this kind of mentality yet, this kind of market yet. Okay. Speaking of uh, developing uh, like your company, what's in store for uh, Cyberstorm in the next uh, couple of years? Uh, that's a good question. Actually, we are right now, we are actually started the, the, the new funding round. Uh, we are we we have we are we are in, the, in this particular area called DSEC. Actually, we are building a CPU using a new method, a CPU which has which is basically we have a CPU which acts like an AI but it's hardware only. Mm -hmm. And um, probably in the next couple of months we are gonna finish. Actually, we finish this kind of thing, this a small kind of thing. We it's in tested, and right now we start to develop them to develop the software for it. We need to have an interface or something like that. At the same time, at the same time, we are we are. I hope we hope that we are gonna close a deal, some deals with some customers, big corporation, big corporation, in the next couple of months, more or less uh, until the end of the year, and. Um, and I hope, hopefully in the future, my whole idea is to, my wildest dream is to have a small manufacturer, small family here in Romania, in which we're going to be able to produce small batches of CPUs. That's, that's my wildest dream, to be Got it. Well, I wish you all the best with, uh, with this endeavor. And uh, before we wrap up, 
could you give some advice to the young founders out there? What uh, were some important lessons that uh, you learned uh, uh, in the in the initial phases of building or and uh, growing CyberStorm? Uh, yes. First of all, I think they should have this crazy idea. That, uh, basically, they need to go from zero to one. They need to create something ideally new on a totally new market, a totally new product, which should impact the lives of at least one million, one hundred million people. Secondary, they need to be allowed. They need to be very careful about the investors. And good investors is like a good wife. If you are going to have a happy marriage, right? If you don't have a good life, you're not going to have only the, the best marriage, the best marriage in the world. And from the early stages, you need basically from the early stages, I think a, a very good, a very good detailed plan of some kind of vision. It's far more important than the money. And when you are looking for money, I think it's much more easier to, to look towards the United States to select the investors because they are investors and venture capitalists which are which have a focus for example on hardware cyber security and software on SSS and so on. And uh, probably they need to they need to have a very good uh, a very good mindset because things are gonna be much more difficult in, in the beginning. But probably probably the first time the first funding round takes a couple of years, if not if not more. It's not more. And by the need to and actually I can wrap it up I can wrap up this uh, this this whole thing with one thing. They need to look they need to look for the smart money. Not for not for them they don't need an investor which comes with just money or no money. They need to look for that particular investor which um, has the right financial connection, which has the right mindset and with and something like that. I very much agree with this. Uh, thank you very much for your time and and these great uh, insights. Uh, it was a pleasure to to talk to you and have you on the show. Thank you also for inviting me, and then hopefully we are gonna we are gonna hear more about other very interesting other startups near me. Let's hope. Let's hope so. Thank you.